Hello there, Don Paul with my relatively new podcast, Don Paul's Bits O' Blather on weather, climate, and science. And today, I'm going to deal with astrophysics and astrobiology, science. In an article I wrote a year and a half ago, uh, I covered this topic on New Jersey, UFOs, and what I believe about aliens. That headline for the Buffalo News was clickbait, admittedly. Uh, but what really led to the article, which I wrote, was a goofy discussion I saw on a Facebook page for my hometown, North Bergen, New Jersey. That's just north of Jersey City, east of Sea Caucus. And someone had posted, posted newspaper articles about repeated UFO sightings in the park I grew up next to, North Hudson Park, in that location, repeated UFO sightings in the 70s, the 80s, and even the 90s. Now, North Hudson Park lies directly across the Hudson from Manhattan. Why would it be a landing place? I guess it's possible aliens were trying to decipher sounds made by earthlings who all sounded mysteriously like Tony Soprano. Now, most sightings can be explained, even so tens of thousands of sightings have not been explained and remain unidentified. Now, the logical leap from, hey, that UFO can't be explained by me or anyone I know, so it must be an alien spacecraft, that's not exactly an exercise in logic. It's not mathematically impossible, but it is emphatically unlikely. Uh, let's begin with scales of time and space. The known universe includes the most distant objects we've observed, uh, and those are about 13.8 billion years ago, light years. Now, light from these quasars, 13.8 billion light years away, took that long to reach our telescopes, not to insult anyone's intelligence. That's the way the speed of light works. If one of those quasars exploded and disappeared 10 billion years ago, we, if there is still a we on this planet, won't know it for another 3.8 billion years. Let's bring up the spooky space music. And beyond that, most galaxies are moving away from one another. The universe is expanding. When Carl Sagan was alive, he thought there were hundreds of billions, or as he used to say, billions of galaxies. But more recent evidence gathered from superior observation technologies that didn't exist when he was alive, now suggests there may be 10 times more galaxies than he thought. In 2016, deep field images from the Hubble telescope suggested there may be 2 trillion galaxies. And going with some smooth data estimates, Cornell astronomer David Kornreich published very approximate numbers and uh, he used a rough estimate that there may be 10 trillion galaxies in the universe. Now, you multiply that by the Milky Way galaxy, our galaxy's estimated 100 billion stars, that results in a large number, one with 24 zeros after it, one septillion in our numbering season uh, system, and one quadrillion in the European system. Kornreich estimated the number that he suggested is likely a gross underestimation. And as we get more detailed looks at the universe with more advanced telescopes, we're going to see trillions more 
galaxies. Now, even assuming the number of stars with planets which might support life, like ours, would be a much smaller minority, with that many galaxies, that number still must be very large. So we've looked at briefly at scales of time and space. So let's move to probabilities of extraterrestrial visits to our planet. If the universe is teeming with life, we can look to our nearest neighboring galaxy, the Andromeda galaxy. It's a little more than 2 million light years away. And the Andromeda galaxy is much larger than the Milky Way. It's got substantially more than the 100 billion stars we have in our galaxy. So assuming advanced life is not uncommon in our closest neighboring galaxy, why would a civilization in Andromeda travel 2 million light years when other life forms would be much closer in their own Andromeda galaxy? And all this assumes interstellar travel at the speed of light is feasible. We still do not know that to be the case. We'll just assume it. So let's skip the Andromeda, Andromeda and stick with our Milky Way. Now, an astrophysicist named Frank Drake is one of the founders of SETI, the search for extraterrestrial life. You'll remember that Carl Sagan uh, was one of the pioneers in setting up SETI. And Drake developed what is called the Drake Equation for estimating the odds of finding intelligent life in the universe. Drake, like Sagan, was, is, he's still alive, very much an optimist on extraterrestrial life. However, when he did a complex screening for what are the minimal requirements for such advanced civilizations as ours, or something like ours, to evolve, his most optimistic estimate is the possibility of 50,000 advanced civilizations in our Milky Way. Now, you do the math, or he did, because I don't know how. If these civilizations are nicely equidistant, equally spaced from one another, they would be, these 50,000 advanced civilizations, each 2,000 light years apart. That's 2,000 times 6 trillion miles. How would any extraterrestrials know we are here? Well, they might detect our planet as having an atmosphere and composition which would support life, as we're now doing with exoplanets orbiting other stars. But the planet Earth would be one of so many other exoplanets to examine. The odds that one had already made such a trip, you know, like in those ancient alien shows on the History Channel, are startlingly low. When you jump ahead to how would extraterrestrials no humans are here, things get really, really tough. City lights almost certainly cannot be observed through interstellar dust, no matter how good an observation system you have. The dust blocks them. And even if aliens did have some kind of observational technology, electric lights didn't get going until late in the 19th century. So we're talking about not that much more than 100 years of city lights. A much more likely route for the transmission of evidence that we are here is broadcasting. Broadcast transmissions do travel at the speed of light, and our earliest transmissions from KDKA radio in Pittsburgh are now about 100 light years out into space. So those early signals from KDKA 
statistically have a, another 1900 years to reach one of those equally spaced civilized planets. But suppose that hypothesis about 2000 light years apart is wrong in our case. Suppose there is a civilization somewhat closer. Tossing that 2000 light year hypothesis aside, our broadcasts have reached about 15,000 stars. Now the Planetary Society has determined at those distances, our broadcast signals become very weak. One physicist explained it this way when I wrote my article, uh, listening for such a transmission because they get diluted since KDKA did not target its broadcast toward a star system. It would be equivalent to trying to detect the ripples of a pebble dropped in California shoreline waters with a detector on the shores of Honshu Island in Japan. What are the odds? What are the odds among this small number of stars, 15,000, that there are planets with advanced life? Then, what are the odds any advanced life has the means to hear such weak signals? And then next, what are the odds that a civilization existing amongst this small group has actually mastered interstellar travel? Next, you'd have to ask, why would such a civilization expend the vast amounts of energy to visit Earth? Why would they never land and show themselves? It's human hubris. Makes us think we're really something special, but biology, physics, and math make it far more likely that across the galaxy, we're not nearly so special as we think. We could be, but probably not. Besides that, the idea we've been visited many, many times when such voyages are massive undertakings, that idea is ludicrous. Egyptian pyramids steered by alien visitors. Mm -hmm. Remember, in the past, such sightings were occurring on an almost daily basis when flying saucers were all the hysterical rage after World War II. So these almost impossible voyages were occurring almost every day when UFO sightings were almost out of control. So between all possible civilizations having virtually no chance of having a clue we exist, and the incredible odds against interstellar travel emanating from a nearby star system to us, I'm pretty confident aliens had, at the very least, not visited North Bergen, New Jersey. That proportion of UFOs which remains unidentified are just that, unidentified. Now, on the other hand, if I'm wrong about this, even then, North Hudson Park, well, if alien visits were realistically possible, I might have bought into them landing in the swamps out in the Jersey Meadowlands, you know, swamp gas and all that, not North Boykin. Thanks for listening to this long, this, uh, long. and uh, please, if you like this podcast, share the word. It's available on at least seven platforms. Fun talking to you.